All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Friday, February 3rd of 2023. Last show of the week, looking ahead to the weekend. If you guys have any questions for, you know, NBA, MMA, uh, NHL for, for over the weekend, now is always a great time to get those questions in. For those of you just tuning in for the first time, my name is Andrew, one of the coaches. Over here at SaberSim, this is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions that come in in the Office Hours channel, in our Discord server, or live in the YouTube chat. Uh, if you're not in the Discord, there's a link in the description below to join up. And if you are not signed up with SaberSim, welcome. We do the show Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Help you guys, you know, learn how to use the app, answer strategy questions, you can check us out with a no strings attached seven day free trial in the description as well. So excuse me, a little uh, short of breath here to get started. I'm going to grab some water, but going to get Saberson pulled up and then we will get going. Ah, that's better. All right. Uh, just one question here. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, two questions to get us started today. So if anybody has any questions, something on their mind, now is a great time to get those questions in. So let's see what we got today. Eight-game NBA slate as well as a six-game hockey slate. So it should be a fun day. I know we got no late swap MMA uh, kicking off tomorrow. Uh, I don't know, fighting off tomorrow. So it should be a good time. A lot of people happy to see that. But anyways, first question here from Neil. Neil said, planning on playing the Minimax for Saturday's MMA slate. I noticed the default sliders are 0 for 10 does it make more sense to move the sliders to 0, 0, 10, move ownership fade to 0 if I'm doing my own predicted duplication calculations outside of SaberSim? And looks like we had some feedback here from Shady Advice. Going to read this and then going to give my own thoughts here. Shady said, both are likely okay. You might find that you aren't getting enough good lineups on 0, 0, 10 and 0, 4, 10 would make them more likely to show up. So you have more that you like to pick from. Uh, good feedback here from Shady. Shady is definitely a sharp player in the community. I I, I always, you know, read his posts and, and uh, like to listen when Shady has something to say. So some of my own thoughts here, right? I think that in a sport like MMA, most of the time, you know, I don't know the exact numbers here, but most of the time you're probably searching for the optimal, probably plays pretty close to like NFL showdown where, uh, more often than not, it's going to be the optimal. Sometimes, you know, some big favorite probably loses and uh, you could win without the optimal. I think building with, with 0010, especially if you're using some custom metric or you're exporting your lineups and putting it through, you know, something that you've built, whether it be Excel or uh, Python or R or something like that. Uh, if you're if you're doing something extra to account for ownership, I think it's totally okay to build on 0010. At least you know you're getting those single slate optimals. They aren't being affected by correlation or ownership fade. And you can take those raw optimals and then apply whatever ownership uh, metric or method that you're using outside of SaberSim or in custom metrics and decide what you want to do from there. So I, I think it's perfectly fine to build with 0010. Uh, I think that, you know, for players that that are not doing that, that are not using custom metrics, that are not, you know, exporting their lineups, putting it through something else that they use, that they built, 
Um, I think that's where 0-4-10 comes into play, right? You're still taking those optimals, but you're kind of favoring some of those lower-owned uh, players, you know, whether or not that's kind of skewing the the, um, the Sims a little bit from, like, their most raw uh, form. I think that's okay. You know, this is like a big 12-fight card. Uh, you're going to want to get to some of those lower-owned plays. So I think ownership fade makes some sense if you're not doing that step. But good question, Neil. Let me know if anybody has any follow-up there. All right. Next question here from this either it's SM Smalls. Smalls, the four is an A here. So this is a question from Smalls in the Discord. It says, I've been handling ownership myself rather than using the fade slider. How is saver score affected when ownership fade is set to zero? Also, is correlation factored into saber score at all? Or does it not impact it? Thanks. Okay, so this is a really good question here, Smalls. Uh, I'm going to hover over to NBA for today. Going to run some lineups so we can talk about this a little bit. But, you know, before I do that, uh, the way Saber Score works is that Saber Score uses your sliders as inputs to the algorithm. So when correlation or we'll use ownership fade, when ownership fade is off, it is not grading for ownership fade. When ownership is two, it is grading for ownership fade at a smaller amount, as opposed to whether if ownership fade was at like eight, then ownership fade uh, in the Sabre score metric would be a bigger variable or, or bigger part of that equation. So Sabre score is dynamic as to the fact of, you know, what are the slider settings? You know, what contest are you playing that that's setting those sliders automatically? And then Sabre score is going to use that uh, input that you're giving it to weight how much each of those metrics is taken into account when grading your lineups. So with, with, you know, ownership fade at three is different saber score calculation than when ownership fade is set to zero. So that's how it works. You know, correlation is included in saber score. If the correlation slider is on, you know, sim diversity, uh, mostly accounts for the upside of lineups. So you can think of, you know, correlation slider, does correlation ownership fade, does ownership, and then the sim diversity slider does the upside of the lineups. And then all three of those things get weighted based on the slider setting, and then that is ultimately what decides the Saber score algorithm for the lineup that you're building or the contest that you're playing, right? So that is like a brief overview of what Saber score does. Anybody has any additional follow-up? Still not, you know, uh, making more sense. Happy to continue to talk about it. All right. Uh, question here from... Okay, I got I got a name pronunciation. Thank you so much. So name pronunciation is Latman. By the way, Lat as in Bat Latman. All right, so Batman with an L. Latman, Latman. All right, thank you for that. I I appreciate that. I like to get to know you know the people coming in on the show, asking questions. I hate when I get your guys' names wrong. So Latman said, "Can you explain how the builder actually builds lineups with relationship to the sliders?" specifically sim diversity but if you could touch on correlation slash ownership fade that would be great when when it takes a random bucket of sims to use does it use that same bucket for each lineup or does it take a random bucket build builds lineup one then a different random bucket builds lineup two and so on okay this is a really good question so the way it works right is depending on the sim diversity slider is going to determine how many sims we are randomly bucketing 
when this slider is at zero, we are using all of the Sims, right? So whatever score you see in the home screen uh, for Joel Embiid, for instance, his projection here is 56.58. That is the mean projection across all the Sims. So when Sim diversity is zero, we are going to use that value. When Sim diversity is 10, we are going to random, we are going to Sim out every game on the slate one time. And we are going to take the player's projections that they score in that one random sim and then build a lineup based on those projections for whatever they score. So that's going to be random, you know, a random uh, projection or, or score from this range of outcomes that you can see if you click, click on an individual player. This is Joel Embiid's range of outcomes. Uh, you know, you could hover over these um, bars on the histogram here. And, you know, see how often they are scoring a specific number. So about 70, about 5% of the time he's scoring 70 fantasy points according to our sins, right? So, and then, and then in between that, right? From, from two to nine at two, we're bucketing more Sims, but we're not, or I'm sorry, from one to nine, we're bucketing more Sims, but not all the Sims. So that number uh, gets a little more variant. And then at nine, we're bucketing small numbers of Sims. And then that number can can be a wide range of things. You know, um, I don't know exactly what the number of sims that we're bucketing is, but it it, it gets progressively smaller as the as the sim diversity slider gets higher. So what we're doing right is is one we're grabbing the sims for one lineup. Okay, so we're gonna grab you know let's let's use a number. Let's say we're using uh let's say we're at sim diversity nine. I don't know if this is the right number or not. I'm just kind of guessing. We're gonna take you know ten sims right. And then we are going to see what Joel Embiid's scores are in all the all ten of those sims, and then we're gonna you know take we're gonna look at the average. So maybe his new maybe he does really bad, and his average across those ten sims is forty five. So then now we have Joel Embiid you know forty five points, and then we're gonna do that for for all the games, and then we're gonna build one lineup, and then we're gonna grab ten new sims. And then we're going to build lineup two. And then we're going to grab 10 new Sims and then build lineup three. So we are grabbing new buckets of Sims for every one of your lineups. So if you have 500 lineups, we're going to go through that. We're going to iterate through that process 500 times. What happens with correlation and ownership fade is these are like multipliers to the raw projections that get pulled from the Sims. So, you know, in our example where uh, Joel Embiid scores 45 points, Let's say that he is really low owned and let's say Nikola Jokic is also on the slate and Nikola Jokic is very high owned. Uh, and let's say Nikola Jokic uh, scores like his average points, which we'll say is like 60. So because the ownership fade slider is active, what we are going to do is we are going to like tax high owned players and then boost low owned players. So maybe... Joel Embiid's projection goes from 45 to 50 and maybe Nikola Jokic's projection goes from 60 to 55 uh, because he is higher owned. So, so the higher the ownership fade is, the more we are going to boost low owned players and tax high owned players. And then correlation, what this is going to do is it's going to look at the correlations within a game. It's going to look at the upside correlations. So we don't really care who Joel Embiid is correlated to when he does really bad. But when he has a really good outcome, uh, we want to know how other players on the team do. In a scenario like that, I could bet you that James Harden probably does uh, 
poorly, which I might be wrong here. The correlation is negative, but it is a, a small negative number. Most of his highest negative correlations are to San Antonio players. So these really high negatively correlated players are probably less likely to get into the lineup with Joel Embiid when the correlation slider is on. We can see he only has very, very small positive correlation to two players. That's kind of the nature of basketball. But that impact of the correlation slider gets amplified in sports like NHL, sports like MLB. That's how we get stacks uh, naturally throughout the Sims and things like that. So that's how it works a lot, man. Let me know if you guys have any questions. Happy to continue to uh, shed some light onto how that process works. Okay. Uh, this is another one. You guys can let me know how to pronounce it. It looks to be like OX Drog or DR. It's DROG. So, so let me know how to pronounce that one as well, guys. All right. Uh, Going to get this from the Discord into the YouTube chat. This is our last question in the Discord. See a couple questions in the YouTube chat. So if anybody has any questions, now is a great time to get them in. All right. Are there plans to add a lineup builder for FanDuel soccer? I use my own. Uh, <laughs> hold on. I use my own projections, but I can't build unique lineups with FanDuel just DK. Okay. So the pronunciation is 0x drog. Thank you very much, guys. It, it is it is very hard to get these phonetic pronunciations right from reading text. So 0x drog is what I'm going with. All right. So are are there plans to add a lineup builder for FanDuel soccer? I use my own projections, but I can't build unique lineups with FanDuel just DK. Okay. So FanDuel or not just FanDuel, but soccer in general is something that is on our roadmap. Frankly, I don't know when we're going to build out the sim for it. I do know that it is something the team wants to do. So I'm going to take you back as a feature request, let the team know people are asking for it. So zero extra soccer Sims. So the more you guys ask for it, the easier it is for me to push for this type of stuff. Uh, he said, not even Sims, just a lineup builder. Uh, it's grayed out. Oh, okay. So I think the reason it was grayed out for FanDuel was because they changed the salary format. They went to like, um, you know, like players were like 10 salary, 15 salary during the World Cup. We were, I, I don't know why it was like different from some of the other soccer that they do. I'm not a soccer expert. So th there was an issue with supporting it. I will figure out if we can support that going forward. So thanks for the heads up, uh, soccer support FanDuel. I know we were having issues during the World Cup, so we kind of took it down. Um just, just to stop people from running into that issue. So, yeah, it, it definitely had to do with the salary stuff. Looks like uh, Zero X Shrog is, is aware of that. All right, hopping over to YouTube chat. And got uh, D. Keith King Show. Say good luck, everybody. Yep. Uh, hey, if you guys have any big wins and, you know, after the, uh, during the week, you know, throw them in the Office Hours channel and we can shout you guys out here. So I'm always rooting for everybody. All right, Hiker really said, as I filter my lineups and reduce my pool, how do I move lineups from the pool into entries so I have more lineups to sort? Okay. As I filter my lineups and reduce my pool, how do I move lineups from the pool into entries so I have more lineups to sort? Okay, Hiker really. So what I'm going to say here, so like 
all right, we have this build with 500 lineups, right? Let's say, you know, you're applying a filter. Maybe it's like a, maybe it's like a projection filter, right? So I'm going to, I'm going to let me know if, if this is, there's two ways to filter, right? I think this is one, um, one way to do it. So let me know if this is the way to do it or if you're doing it with the magnifying glasses, but I'm going to go about answering both. So first is lineup pool filters, right? Where you could say like, you know, don't show me any lineups where the projected score is less than, I don't know, we'll say like 285, just throwing out a number. Okay, great. You know, we got rid of 43 lineups. So now you're not going to see those 43 lineups. Um, those are going to be removed. You know, all of your, your like, um, working pool is now 457 lineups. So, so when you start applying, you know, min uniques or, uh, exposure adjustments, the builder is automatically going to tap into that pool and then start skipping lineups. Uh, so we see, you know, at min uniques four here, our bottom lineup is 35. That means we're skipping lineups. So if we, if we go up here, you know, I'm going to start at lineup one, uh, we skip lineup seven, we skip lineup nine, you know, they become grayed out because they are not meeting this new threshold of four unique players from every other lineup in our pool. So the builder is going to tap into the pool and then go and find lineups that can meet those requirements. So that part happens automatically. Same thing. If you start adjusting exposures, you know, maybe you want less Sabonis, maybe you want to be like two X's ownership. So you apply a max exposure here and then boom, we're going to tap into more lineups in the pool. So now we're down to lineup 122. That kind of happens automatically, right? So that's one way to uh, use filters, apply filters. The second way is, you know, maybe it's not a lineup filter that we're talking about. Maybe it is a uh, magnifying glass filter. So you're saying, you know, I want to find, maybe I'm building, you know, three lineups here and I'm doing like some something small. And maybe I don't have any, uh, who's a high projected player that we don't have. Okay. Maybe I want like Damian Lillard, right? So then one, I'm going to hit, you know, the filter on Damian Lillard. I don't have any of my top three, but there are 20 lineups in my pool that do have Damian Lillard. And I want one of those lineups in my three, right? What I would do then is, is one, use the plus icon, go from lineups to pool. And then from here, I can hit this little lock button. What this is going to do is it is going to move this lineup into my number of lineups here. And then regardless of whatever other changes I make, it is going to prioritize this lineup. So now it's showing number of lineups is four because I added an extra lineup. I'm just going to change this back to three. And instead of removing the lineup that I locked, it is going to remove another lineup. So that is how I would do it. Use this lock icon and make sure that um, this is green and then that lineup will never go away. So little follow-up here said, in your example, my lineup would drop below 20. How do I get it back up to 20? So yeah, so all I would do is uh, just come back to this number of lineups once you turn that filter off. So like what I did was I I zeroed in on, on Lillard here and then next to the name of your build, the little filter icon is active. Click the lineup filters get rid of the filter and then you could come back in here and and re-change this number back to whatever number that you want all right good question there moving on got a question from andrew hannon say hey andrew only have time for nba single entry tonight in your opinion would you leave the sliders as default 
or looking for more sim diversity slash ownership? Okay, this is a good question. One, I think it depends on what contest you're playing, right? So the reason I say that is I think especially on DraftKings, you know, the like, I think there's a $1 single entry, a $3 single entry, or a $2. Then there's like a $5 single entry and a $12 single entry. And then it quickly jumps to $27, $40, $100, right? So I think it depends what contest you're playing because I, I really think like the $5 single entry plays a lot different from like the $27 and the $40 and the $100 uh, single entry contest, right? So one, I don't know what you guys are playing. So I kind of want to just cover this a little more broadly here. But I think like as you make that jump from like $5 single entry to like $27 to $40, I think those contests get a lot sharper really quickly. Uh, I, I, I'm usually inclined to increase ownership fade or sim diversity for contests where I feel the field is sharper and the number of entrants is, is smaller. So like that $5 single entry is usually like 5,000, 6,000, uh, unique entries. But then when you get into like the, the $40, it's like 400 entries. And then you get into, uh, or I think the $40 is actually a thousand. And then the hundred dollars, like 400 ish entries. Right. So when, when, if you enter a contest where you, where you feel like the field is, is sharper and the field is going to be swapping more and the field is going to be on more of the best plays, I I'm okay. Increasing ownership fade and SIM diversity one in an attempt to get a little bit different from the field with ownership fade. And then two, to take smaller buckets of SIMs to try and get some high upside plays that the field might not be gravitating towards. So I think increasing ownership fade and SIM diversity is kind of contest specific. And uh, it's, it's up to you to like figure out, you know, what contests you're playing, uh, who's in those contests, what type of players are in those contests and how often are they swapping? Are the best plays being owned? at a higher rate than some of the lower single entry stuff that you're playing. So those are questions that I'm thinking about that are helping me make my determination. But I think that increasing ownership fade and some diversity is totally okay. If you deem it necessary. All right. Uh, looks like hiker really said, thank you. I will give that a try. Yep. Happy to help hiker really. And let me know if uh, you have any issues with that. We can, we can walk through it again. Anytime. Franklin said, what's up, Andrew MMA is around the corner. Do you know any websites that will tell me, if a player is a wrestler or a striker. So frankly, I don't know any good research websites for MMA. What I would do, Franklin, is I would join the Discord if you're not already joined up. If you're not, there's a link in the description below. Get in the Discord and throw a message in the MMA channel. Uh, our resident MMA expert is Will uh, on the team, on the models team, reformed racer on DraftKings. You can see him in the MMA streets each and every card he is a very sharp mma player and built the mma model that we use for our sims uh we do sim every fight and uh con contrary to what uh some some takes on some podcasts might be you know we, we are simming every fight so uh if you have any questions about our mma builder or good places to research throw a message in the mma discord channel and will will be uh, happy to help if he sees it or there are other sharp MMA players roaming around that channel that could also give you some more insightful information than I have right now on the show. Franklin said, have a great weekend. Thanks. Let's get to the money, everyone. Yep, I agree. 
Uh, Goofy Jeff said, can you help me build a lineup for NBA? I used to build, I use my own uh, build too. So, so Goofy Jeff, you know, if you're playing like single entry um, NBA, you know, one thing I, I, I like to uh, encourage people to do is to, you know, run the build on default settings, right? But then when you get to the post build, uh, look at more than one lineup. Open that up to like 10 lineups. Open that up to 50 lineups. Maybe you are, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe you have like some specific players in mind. So like right here, right? I, I run a single entry build. Boom, I get one lineup. Open this up to, you know, my number of lineups is, is 10. Look at the exposures of the top 10 lineups. Who's constantly coming up. Uh, look at the stack types of the top 10 and see, you know, what the different stack types are. Uh, look at the team stacks, you know, who's who's being stacked a lot. It looks like Sacramento is, right? So you could use some of those things to kind of guide you to where, uh, what lineup you ultimately want to play. You know, you could, I mean, I think that a lot of these lineups um, are really close in EV, and I don't think you go wrong by playing any one of these. So that's why I kind of like to open it up and, you know, maybe maybe my top lineup has a guy that's only in in one lineup, right? And a good example of that that I'm seeing here is I'm looking for somebody. So so I actually don't see anybody in this top lineup that's only in one lineup. Like maybe you know Josh Richardson. This is the only lineup he's in out of the ten. And then maybe you want to find a different lineup where you know some of those players are, are used more than once. That kind of tells you that. Uh, they're a little bit better of a play, right? Or maybe you did research and you're like, you know what? I really want to use um, who, who's two guys. I really want to use a lineup with Trenton Watford because I think he's a good value play and a lineup that also has, um, let's say, Kyle Kuzma just, just for fun, right? And then boom, you can see that, you know, both of those players are used in lineup six. And then maybe you want to go with lineup six because your research told you that these two players were both really good plays and they come up in these in this lineup together, right? So those are two ways that I kind of like to do it. I was actually talking about this with Cloak Mistborn in the pro channel earlier today about, you know, these are ways that I like to find, you know, one lineup to kind of go with, um, find, you know, a lineup with the players that I want. And then, you know, I, I only want these two pieces. And then I let Saberson, you know, I pick the best lineup with all the other pieces that Saberson put into that lineup and graded highly. So I think that's one way to do it or kind of um, filter this down from here. You know, maybe you don't want to play any three sack lineups in your top 10, right? So you get rid of uh, these six lineups that are three stacks. And then now you're left with four lineups that have two stacks and then you could kind of pick one from there. So definitely think there's a way to kind of pick a single entry lineup and still utilize Saberson. All right. Uh, scrolling down here, Franklin said, what's the geo mean for the MMA slate? Uh, so if you're, if you're interested in, uh, using geo mean, we have documentation explaining this. I actually did this video myself. I, I can't explain it better than I explained it in this video. So if you go up here to the settings, you go down to help, this will take you to our, uh, support documentation. So if you go to saversim.com forward slash support, uh, it will take you to the screen. You go down here to our frequently asked questions. Just go to view more. And then at the top, type in geomean. And then from this search bar, 
uh, we couldn't find any. Okay, so maybe let's go product owned. Okay, so I don't know why this didn't pop up. Is oh, he put geometric mean. So I, I shortened it. My bad. So geometric mean. You got to use the actual name here. So it's how do you how do ownership product and ownership geometric mean work? You click on this article, and I did an in depth breakdown with an example of what the differences are, how to use them, and how to apply them in SaberSim. I would re really recommend watching this video. It's about four, four to five minutes long here. It is uh, as, as deep into GeoMean as I could go and product ownership, explaining it, the similarities and differences, and how to apply them in the app. So give that a shot. You can also find some content on it on our YouTube channel. If you go to the search bar, type in GeoMean or Geometric Mean, whatever one it is. And uh, we have multiple videos explaining it, people asking it in office hours, etc. So check all these videos out. You know, the great thing about uh, the office hours is that you could click into a video and then you could go to the description here, click show more, and then you can listen to the snippets. Um, let me get this question off the screen. You can listen to the, the snippets of whatever you want to, whatever you are searching for. So I would read this product ownership and geometric mean, click on this hyperlink, watch that segment. And then it looks like uh, that's the only segment about geometric mean in this video. And then boom, you move on to the next video and only listen to the tidbits that you want to listen to. So check that out, Franklin. And, uh, you know, come back next week and let me know if you have any follow-up on those videos. Okay. Uh, scrolling down here, Jeffrey Witt said, this may have been covered multiple times. For example, on NBA, I set player exposure for 20 max 500 pool build screen. How do I get the builder just to give me the exposure I'm looking for 500 to 20, 500 in the pool to 20. Okay. So if you have, you know, a 500 pool build here and you're building your number of lineups is 20 lineups. All you have to do is change this minimax minimax exposure columns. So let's say you know this is too much Sabonis for me. Uh, I only want to play. Uh, I want to match this pool exposure, so I'm going to turn max exposure to 56. So there, there's two ways that the auto apply works. So right now my auto apply is off. If I make an adjustment, I'm going to have to hit this apply button, or I could turn uh, apply exposures on automatically. So then whenever I make an adjustment, it it uh iterates through the lineups and finds those lineups right away. So one, I'm going to lower Sabonis. And then two, I'm going to increase Joel Embiid because I want to play more of him. So maybe I want to play like 50% Embiid. I'm just going to put that number in the min exposure column. The Because the auto apply is on, the exposures are going to update automatically. And then it is going to go and find the best lineups that meet this min exposure threshold. So because we set this threshold uh, so high, um, we, we, we now have 80% exposure to Embiid. Maybe this is too high for you now. So then I would come in here and then also set a max exposure and then get the builder to get me within a range that I want. All right. Franklin said, I don't have the pro plan, so it doesn't show up what my geo mean is for each lineup. Is there a way to see what it is? Uh, that's only like, not only for the pro plan. So there's no way to view what the geo mean is, but if you want to set a geo mean threshold, so let's say, you know, for um, for MMA, for example, over on DraftKings, we have this 12 fight card. You know, you you watch the support video, you come up with a geo mean of lineups 
that you want to stay under, you can apply that as a lineup rule. So go to lineup rules. This is on any plan. Go to add new rule. Go to aggregate rule type. And then the first drop down is my own. The second drop down is going to be geometric mean. And then I'm going to say no more than, and I'm not sure what a good geo mean for this contest is. But I'm going to say 25, right? And then I'm going to save this rule. So now that this is a rule, uh, the geo mean is no more than 25. That rule is going to be applied to every single lineup that gets built. So you could go into the post build once the lineups load and are done being built and know that every lineup is below the geo mean threshold that you set in the home screen. So no way to like see it as a summary stat, but by setting the rule, you are guaranteeing that the geo mean is going to be below that threshold. All right. Andrew Hannon has a question. I haven't entered any contests yet. But do you understand what you are saying? Tougher competitions, higher dollar, more diversity slash ownership, and less the lower dollar. Thank you. Good luck tonight. Also, have a great weekend. Thank you, Andrew. Andrew, you know, we'll be right back on Monday, 2 p.m. Eastern for the next show. If you guys, if, if you have questions over the weekend for, for everybody out there, you know, come back next week, get your questions answered. Throw the questions in the Office Hours channel over the weekend. That way we have a steady queue of questions going into next week. But we are not done just yet. Uh, Goofy Jeff said, thank you. Yep, happy to help Goofy Jeff. Hiker Willie said, that is how I build my single entry lineups. I think that's the best way to build your single entry lineups. You get to compare and contrast some different lineups and kind of zero in on the one you want. Like I said, I think the EV of those lineups is a lot closer um, than you might think from, from you know, 1 to 10, uh, 1 to 20, etc. All right, Jeffrey said, I've tried that and it takes me back to the main page. I don't set mins only max. So what it, what it sounds like might be happening is that uh, you might be setting a lot of max exposures. And if you, at some point, you're going to run out of lineups and it's going to come, you're going to get this unable to meet exposures uh, message here. So if that's something that's happening, right? Let's say I'm starting from scratch. Let's say, you know, I'm just like chopping down all of these ownerships to like no more than uh, 50 here. And then I'm, I'm going to, you know, increase some of these other guys to 50 and we're going to hit apply and we're going to see what happens. Okay. So like that, that was fine, able to be met. And then uh, let's say that I, I want to like get to that message. So let's see if I can get there. I'm going to hit apply. Okay. Boom. Can't meet exposures, right? What's going to happen is it's going to, the builder is going to, highlight in red boxes the exposures that are basically causing it an issue. What What is the problem, right? And it's all these guys in red here. So one, what you can do is determine, you know, what are your most important um, adjustments that you made and you're, are you okay, you know, walking some of these back, right? So maybe you're just really big on James Harden, but, you know, you're, you're not as convicted about somebody like Kevin Hurter, a bug landed on me. Sorry, guys. And then, uh, so so you walk back this Kevin Hurter exposure. I I I reset his min exposure. Boom! Now the message goes away. Now I have my lineups, and I still have eighty five percent of him, not a hundred, but eighty five percent. Right. So you can kind of walk that back a little bit, figure out what the most important adjustments for you are, or what I would do is, if you're really strong about those adjustments. I would write down the players that are giving you issues and, and the direction that they're giving you an issue in. So, so like for instance, you know, it's giving me issue with uh, 
James Harden and Kevin Huerter increasing their min exposure. What I'm going to do is I'm going to write down their names and the direction that I want to, that I want more of them for. So like for this instance, I'm going to go in back to the home screen and then I'm going to give them a projection boost. So I'm going to go find Philly here and then I'm going to increase James Harden by about 10%. So let's say like 49 points and then I'm going to go over to Sacramento and then I'm going to increase Huerter to uh, about by 10%. This is just a rough estimate here. Uh, let's say like two points, right? Give them up to like 31. And then now when I run my new build, the builder is going to uh, have more lineups with these players in them like more organically. And then it's less likely that I run into that issue. So if you're moving a player in a direction and the builder's having a hard time meeting that direction, I would make notes of the players that it's having issues with adjust their projections in the home screen, rerun the build one time, and then see if you can get to that step. Or I would uh, make some sacrifices in the build that you already ran and figure out wh which plays you're most convicted about and uh, let the builder do some other things with some of those plays that you're less concerned about overall. So those are my thoughts. And let me know if you guys have any follow-up. All right. So it looks like just some feedback here from Jeffrey and Franklin. Appreciate all of you asking questions, tuning in live. Uh, you know, you guys, the show is for you guys, and I'm here to give feedback and my thoughts on any and all questions. But looks like that's all the questions in the YouTube chat and the Discord. We will be right back on Monday, February 6th for our Monday show. Good luck in all of your contests today and over the weekend. I hope you guys win. And until then, I will see you. Take care.